My name is Donna Carter, and you're listening to Grow on the Go. I am excited because I have a guest today, given given Kevin the day off. Um, My guest is my friend Anita McKellar. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Donna. So um, we go back a ways. We worked in women's ministries together. We have. What other memories do you have of back in the day? Oh, I think... uh, I had organized a women's uh, weekend conference, and I had you as a keynote speaker, and and uh, you did a fabulous job oh, there. Thank you. That was very good. It was a yeah. challenging one because yeah. we had a woman in the audience who was descending into mental mental illness that weekend. Yeah, you ended up having to call an ambulance. In yes, the end. yes, and in fact, she uh, she she had forgotten her medication, and she kind of went out to camp in a rush on oh, that Friday after her happened. work. Yes, and uh, and I think she just kind of got caught in the moment and thought she would be fine. And, yeah, and she was so not fine. And she wasn't, and so that yeah. was, I remember at that time thinking, dear Lord, I just prayed so hard for this weekend. How could this happen? be happening? But, uh, well, I do remember yeah. toward the end of the weekend, I, it was like the two of us were having this, di- not you and I, but me yeah. from the front of the room trying to speak and yeah. this other woman at the back of the room adding <laughs> color for lack of a yes. better term that was, it was a bit awkward but yes. you handled it beautifully and I'm yeah. so thankful for your leadership and yeah. um you hosted um friend me when we taught that as a course or I taught oh, that as that's a course right too at, at the at, at first alliance and Church. I think we call it in those days uh women who work was it Back then, it was the yeah. Wh- now ministry. as if there are women who don't work. Right? <laughs> I know, <laughs> and it was it was the the evening one, and of course, uh, your dear sister Debbie, who has now gone to be with the Lord, she was such an incredible mentor to me, and she just always had so much faith in me that <laughs> it was just so Well, awesome. and you know, there were people yeah. who were that to her earlier on in her leadership journey, because yeah. she was a very reluctant leader. And uh, yeah, anyway, isn't that beautiful that we can we can do that for each other? Yeah, for and sure. believe in each other, Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, you came out of church, and I was volunteering at a booth, and... Um, I kind of burst into tears as soon as I saw you because the sermon had been on rejoicing or, or joy, but yeah. rejoice specifically as being an, an, a verb, something we can choose to do. And you have modeled that so beautifully, even though you have every reason not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want, I would just, I know our listeners will learn so much by hearing your story and what God has taught you through it. And, um, I just, yes. I mean, I, I feel like you should have been preaching that sermon that Sunday. But anyway, here we are. Yeah. And um, so before we get into the story, the part of the story that changed everything for you, just tell me a little bit about your family. Yeah. So Don and I, um, we're 64 years old and uh, we have two children. Ryan just turned 40 and he's married to Elisa. He married an Australian girl, and uh, we love her to bits. And, and my uh, daughter married an Australian man. <laughs> yes, and thankfully they're living here in Canada. Yeah, you're fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they have two boys. Uh, Bryce just turned 11, and Lachlan is 8. And then our daughter Kristen is married to Brett. Um, and they have three children. So Isaac is 10, Anna is 7, and Lila is 4. 
And isn't grandparenting just absolutely the best? It is the best. It is the best. And they are, all five of them are so different Mm -hmm. and they all have different uh, gifts and and talents, and I, we just love them to pieces. Oh, so fun. So yeah. how many years have you and Dawn been married? So we will be married for uh, 41 years this November. Wow. Okay. Yeah, us too. We're yeah. 41 as well. Yeah. Um, so what was what were you and Dawn doing as careers? Um, so my background was in social work, so I had always worked as a social worker, mm-hmm. and then part-time when the kids were younger, and then I was a stay-at-home mom for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I went back to uh, work as a school counselor when Kristen hmm. would have been in grade eight. So I did that for five years. So Don had always worked in the corporate world. He, um, you know, was in business. He started at Coca-Cola. Then he was with Turbo. Um, his last corporate job was with United Farmers of Alberta, where he headed up the petroleum division. Um, and then uh, in 2002, um, because of just some really difficult circumstances in the workplace, he found himself, uh, you know, looking at maybe he wanted to start up his own business. And he had always wanted to have his own business, but I was always very fearful for mm-hmm. me. You know, mm-hmm. I, would, I would already be calculating the monthly payments when he'd be right. talking about what right. he wanted to do. But at that point, I think I had just seen, mm-hmm. you know, Don go through such a difficult time. I had said to him... Um, honey, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. So he had started up our motorsport business. It was mm-hmm. called Go For It Sales. Mm-hmm. And uh, after he had been in it for a couple of years and it was growing, I was just sort of feeling like I needed a change in what I was doing. And uh, so I said to Don, well, what if, what if I come and work in the business and mm-hmm. do the books? And so that's what I started doing. And so Don and I worked together. When we first told the kids we were doing that, they went, what? <laughs> <laughs> this will never work. Yeah. But, uh, but you know, after, and not to say that it was always easy, because in the early days, mm-hmm. it was a challenge, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, we both, you may remember, I work with my husband yes. too. <laughs> yes, so you know. And, and so I think what we found was that we just complemented each mm-hmm. other so well in our gifts. And we, we had different jobs, but mm-hmm. uh, we... We worked really, really well together. Oh, so good. Yeah. Okay, so um, when you started thinking about retirement, what kind of dreams did you have? So how did you think it was going to look? So it was funny because um, Don would always be talking about what our retirement looks. So he mm-hmm. could hardly wait to take our fifth wheel and, and winter in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so not that we would be snowbirds the whole time, but he was really looking forward to that. For myself, I remember saying to him in those days, I... I said, you know, honey, I'm looking forward to my retirement. I said, but I don't want my retirement to look like that. Oh, well, now life owes me something. And I said, I, mm. I always want to be looking at how God can be using us. Yeah. Um, and so that was really on my heart, mm-hmm. um, even in the early days, talking about retirement. Mm. And then yeah. something catastrophic happened. So so we had the last couple of years, we were having just some challenges in our in our business. Our son, Ryan, had already come to work in the business. He, He's an engineer, and so he was kind of looking after all of the, you know, the government's um, compliant issues or whatever, mm. which he was so great at information management. And, and Don and Ryan were kind of diversifying the business a little bit because the motorsport business was having some challenges. And so Don and Ryan were really looking at, uh, you know, importing modular buildings. Um, and uh, so during that time, Don had said, you know, I, I, I think maybe we should sell our building. We had a very big building 
uh, that we had our business in. And he said, you know, I, I think I just assumed being control of my destiny than the bank. So yeah, I'm no going to try and sell the building and, uh, and then we're just going to downsize a little bit. And so, um, we put the building up for sale and with a realtor and didn't really have any action. So Don took the building off that fall and said, you know, maybe somebody who had seen it for sale might come off the street and, you know, give us an offer. So there was a young fellow one day stopped in and, and he hmm. asked if we had some any, any office space to lease for his business. And Don said, well, I do. He said, but I'd have to look at your financials. And if your financials are good, why don't you just buy my business? So the young fellow said, well, I'd love to, but you know, I've the got- The business or the building? Or the building, yeah, sorry, okay. the, the, yeah, the building. Okay. Yeah, so because the, the building and the business were separate. We right. had different companies that owned them. And uh, so the young fellow said, well, I have some property that I need to sell before I'm in that position. He said, but you know, thanks for- showing me, you know, your space. And mm -hmm. uh, so they exchanged business cards. A month later, Don called them and uh, him and said, uh, you know, just wanted to know if you found any space. And he said, well, funny that you called. He says, I just sold my property last oh, night. Oh, wow. So he said, can I come over and, and, and visit? And so anyways, this young fellow offered to buy our building, no conditions or whatever. And so the possession date was February 8th of 2017. So we all work like dogs just to downsize our inventory and just to have everything in place. And and uh, Don and Ryan had decided that we would put some of our modular buildings, one of our flat pack, they're called modular building on our acreage. And they would work out of that until they oh, thought where, the, solution. where yeah. the new you know <clears throat> division was going to go to. And, um, <clears throat> and so it was... It was an interesting time, and, and uh, I was actually really struggling because I, I really felt like we were kind of going backwards. I mm. Don had started our business in our home, and oh. and I didn't really, I yeah, never enjoyed great, that, right? You know, when I'm at home, I'm at home, and when I'm at work, and I'm at work, and the two yeah. just don't mix for me. So, so I was really, really struggling with it. And I remember saying to Don that December, I said, honey, I know, I clearly know that the sale of the building has come from the Lord because it was just such a miraculous thing. I said, but I'm just really struggling where we're going. Mm -hmm. And Don said something to me that day. And when he said it, I knew immediately I had had a word from God. Oh, wow. He said to me, honey, if we are praying and asking God for direction and we don't like where he's taking us, are we trusting him? Mm. <laughs> and I, I remind myself of that every day. And um, so, sure. so this was February 8th. We moved out of the building. We, we, we were all tired. And uh, so Don and I have property in Montana. And it was always our favorite place to go to. We have a fifth wheel there. And, and uh, you know, we quite often would leave on a Thursday and come back on a Tuesday. And, of course, you know, we would always have our phones with us. So we'd be kind of close right. to the business and that. But um, so we were, it was April um so we went out there the Thursday, so it would have been April 20th, and we went there to open up our trailer and um, just to spend the weekend and get everything kind of ready for the summer. And that Friday, we went and picked out a boat slip because we had just bought a pontoon boat. So mm. we were really excited mm -hmm. about having the kids, you know, the grandkids, because we had a ski boat, but we all couldn't be on the same boat at the right. same time. So Don was so excited about this ski boat, uh, this pontoon boat. And... 
And it was the Friday night. We had had a couple of couples over from the park just for a little visit. And the last one left at about 11 that night. And so we went to sleep. And at 8.30 that Saturday morning, April 22nd, Don was sitting on the edge of the bed. And I said, honey, are you okay? And he said, I've got a really bad headache. And I sat up and I said, oh, can I get you something? Mm -hmm. And and, uh, he stood up and he fell back and things started to fall apart really quickly. Mm. I said, honey, do I need to call 911? And he said, yes. And so right away, I'm on the phone and I can hear him calling. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And it was <laughs> it was pretty crazy. So I called the ambulance. And, and of I, course, you're in the States. So that's always yeah. scary so for we're, Canadians. We're in the U.S. And I'm I, so I sit down beside mm. Don's bed and I said, Don, I'm going to pray for you. So right away, you know, I'm praying and asking God that he would just, you know, be with us during this time. And when I finished praying, I said, can I call Dave and Linda? They were the friends that we had had over for dinner for a drink that night. And uh, he said, yeah. So I called them and they were over right away. So they were there with me. Um, So when the ambulance came, you know, they were up in the bedroom doing their thing. And and the paramedics were asking me questions about what medication and everything Mm -hmm. he's on. And so... As they were bringing him down in the stretcher, uh, the paramedic said to me, I have a helicopter landing as we speak. Wow. And he said, we're just going to take him over to the helicopter pad. Uh, We're taking him to Kalispell Hospital. And uh, I said, can I go with you? And he said, no. He says, you'll have to find your own way there. And so our friend Dave you know, took me. So as soon as the ambulance left, I went in the trailer and I'm thinking passport, cell phones. I'm right away thinking quickly for you, everything that I needed to take. And uh, so it was probably an hour and 15 minutes before we got to the Kalispell Hospital. And uh, the doctor right away approached me. Miraculously, there was a neurosurgeon on staff that Saturday morning. At the in Kalispell a little hospital, hospital at Kalispell. Wow. Yeah. Well, in Kalispell is a pretty you know, um, progressive hospital. And I think it's because it's very close to Whitefish too, right? So there's, there's, you know, a lot of, you know, tourism. And um, he said to me, he said, we've done a CT scan. He said, your husband's having uh, a major brain hemorrhage. He said, and there's a high probability he's not going to make it. He said, so he said, our trauma center is in Seattle. It's a two hour plane ride. He said, we're preparing him um, for that plane ride. You're going to go on with him. The paramedics are going to talk to you about what all that's going to look like. And so after he left, I'm phoning the insurance company and and things were just happening so quickly. And yet, when I think back about it, I actually felt this real sense of calm. Mm-hmm. I and, and, you know, what was it shock? You know, I'm, it was probably a combination of that. And well, God's, it's not like God can't use shock. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. And so, um, so you know, after a certain time period, the surgeon came back and said, we've done another CT scan, and if we send him to Seattle, he's not going to make it. He said, so I'm going to do the surgery here. He said, mm. I, I've done the surgery before. He said, but he said, I don't know what I'm going to be dealing with when I open him up. Right. He said, so he says, it's going to take about three to four hours. You can just sit in the waiting area or whatever. Oh, so the so longest three or four hours of your life. So I'm our sure. friend Dave from the park sat with me the whole time. And uh, <clears throat> it was funny, like, I don't even remember that we even talked that much, but his presence mm-hmm. there was just, you know, so good. And, uh, you know, I'm contacting the kids and, and even the surgeon said, 
you tell your kids to stay put because if he comes out of surgery, you're going to be right away on a plane to Seattle. Mm. Um, and uh, he said, so once we know what we're dealing with. And so right. I called the kids. Well, they they weren't going to listen that they needed to stay put. They were on their way. They mm. said, no, mom, we're coming. And I and I was thinking to myself, if Don doesn't make it, I need the kids to be here for right. me, right? And so... So another miracle, because as Don was coming out of surgery and the surgeon said, he pulled through, we're getting you ready to, you know, take you to the airport. Our kids were just passing the turnoff to go south on Highway 93. So as soon as I called, they just kept heading west. Okay, so they met you in Seattle. So they drove to Seattle. Um, so Don and I flew to Seattle on a little air ambulance. And I remember in that little waiting room at the Cowspell Hospital, there was a daily bread devotional. And I read that devotional all the way to Seattle. And mm. uh, when we when we landed in Seattle and got to the ER, it was... It was like one of those ER TV shows, right? There was people and mm -hmm. <laughs> lots of action and stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, so Don uh, was in ICU um, for 10 days in Seattle. Um, our kids, uh, Kristen and Brett and Ryan and Lisa, were with me the whole time. They, uh, we got a hotel and we all took shifts and the kids all just said, Mom, you're not doing the night shift. Mm. You need to sleep. And mm -hmm. so we all took turns doing that. And I know so many people would say, oh, my goodness, like, you know, so unfortunate that you were in the U.S. And yet we all said, you know what, like, it was just we got excellent, excellent care. Mm -hmm. And and with us all being together in Seattle, we were really quite insulated from everything else. Right. Mm. We didn't. Um, and ev there were so many people that came and looked after the grandkids. And, you know, I don't even know how that all transpired, but, right. but for 10 days uh, that they did. And then um, after 10 days, when they felt that Don was a bit more stable and they still hadn't determined what caused his brain hemorrhage, they had done mm. some MRIs and some angiograms and, and they couldn't determine it. So uh, after 10 days, when they felt that he was stable... Uh, Ryan and I, along with Don, were air ambulance back to the Foothills Hospital. Okay. And did he continue in ICU at Foothills? He was. Uh, uh, I think he was out of ICU at that point. Okay. So he was on the the uh, 112, the uh, neuro mm -hmm. floor. So let's just push, push pause in your story because I want to ask you, in those hours or maybe even weeks, days for sure, that Don hung between life and death. How how was God close to you, or or did He oh. even feel close? What did oh, you learn? I just I I felt God's presence in such an incredible way. I remember being in the hotel room and just just feeling this sense of peace. And it was when I think back now, it was really quite unbelievable because in some ways I felt really kind of above my circumstances. Mm. I I was living it, but in a way not like mm -hmm. it was it's it's hard to explain um but you know i think you know once they kind of took the ventilator off and everything we 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 were feeling like he was out of the woods in terms of dying mm -hmm. but it was really really frightening when we were thinking about well you know what what's his life going to what be does like? life look like what does life look like mm -hmm. after that and and uh and so when he got to the Foothills Hospital, he was on Unit 112, 
And um, it was soon after that one of the uh, neurosurgeons uh, determined that Don had an AVM. So an AVM, it's called an arterial venous malformation. So it's a malformation in the brain of arteries and veins, and it had ruptured. Oh. And so apparently, huge bleed. A huge bleed in the cerebellum. Um, and so the neurosurgeon told us that um, it needed to be embolized because there's a high probability that he would have a brain bleed again if it didn't. Mm -hmm. So, um, is that like cauterization? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So they do it through a, a angiograms. So they kind of, it, it's just remarkable what the things wow. that it's they like can do. High tech video games. Exactly. But basically they, they take a kind of like a glue gun and they go in and, and, Amazing. They, and they glue it. Um, wow. And we were told that when that procedure happened, it would be like Don had a second stroke, that it would be like a, another oh, wow. hit to his so brain. Another um, injury. So that was that was difficult too because he also, you know, his his speech even deteriorated more than it had been, mm. and, and you know, and even when I think back about when he was in ICU in Seattle, he wasn't really cognizant, like he was yeah. in and out, and you know, he wasn't communicating mm -hmm. with us or anything. And I wish we had three times as much time because we're now down to, you know, about seven minutes okay. to finish okay. off your story, okay. and I. I do really want to focus on what you learned, how God was there for you, yeah. and how you live in this state of joy you live in. Well, talk about your new, <laughs> start so, off by talking about your new normal. Okay, okay. so what, so, so our life now, um, so Don's at home, he's been home since uh, February of 2018, so he was nine months in the Foothills Hospital. Wow. Um, and when he came home, I said to the kids, I'm going to try and, and bring dad home, but uh, I, I don't know if I can care for him at home, but, you know, I'm going to try. We and at this point, he's very little speech. He, he has no speech. No speech. His tongue is curled back in the back of his throat, and he has a <sighs> communication device, but he can't use his communication device because when he starts to put it in, he loses his thought. So communication mm -hmm. was so, so difficult okay. and so, so hard. Um, but we lived on an acreage, so... Don had horses, we had 12 oh, acres, wow. we, and so when we were talking about coming home, our kids, Ryan and Lisa said, we've been thinking about it, let's switch homes and see how it works having dad at home. And uh, so we did a house switch. So I, Amazing. So, so I just spent a week when Don was in the hospital, I had a caregiver there to look after Don and I just cleaned out closets and everything mm -hmm. and we switched homes. And so, so we, Don came home and, um, and what's his mobility at this point? So he was walking with a two-wheeled walker, as he still does around mm -hmm. the house. But um, in those early days, his balance was still very, very. Uh, and Don's bad. a big man, and it's he's not like you yeah. can just, you know, yeah. plop him on back on exactly. His chair yeah. or Although he had lost a lot of I'm weight. I'm sure. Um, but um, so I was basically kind of walking mm -hmm. behind him, making sure that he didn't fall, and mm -hmm. and remember thinking that, oh my goodness, like how sustainable is this? Mm -hmm. um, so the early days were difficult. So we're now into, it was five years on April 22nd that Don came home from the hospital. Wow. So today his speech is continuing to improve. So it's not like we can have a conversation or whatever, but 
I well, can, when we chat with you at church, like you're yeah. just so good at figuring out what he means to say and helping us understand. <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm, I don't always get it because sometimes I'll sometimes he, like, have to use his communication <laughs> advice, but his speech has come a long way. Um, you know, his mobility is still difficult. So, you know, if he's outside with a four-wheel walker, somebody needs to be there to spot him. Right. Um, and um, he, he has a, a, a mobility scooter that he likes oh. to go out. And so I'll go out on my bike and he goes oh, on his great. scooter and we go into Fish Creek. Um, sorry, Fish Creek Park, if for yes. those of you who aren't from Calgary, yeah. is a huge provincial park system throughout Calgary. Yeah, with wonderful bicycle trails. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's what life is like for us now. For Don... He is like, he's my hero. He's, you know, I don't understand. Is it the gravity of what's happened to him that he doesn't totally comprehend? Like the brain is so complex, but he remembers mm -hmm. everything from the past. Mm, he, amazing. He, in fact, his therapist, I'll call him Mr. Google, because he just has this incredible knowledge in his head. <laughs> um, and yet there's some things because of his brain injury that are very difficult sure. for him. I sense you love him more now than you ever have. Do, do you know what? I tell people that God, I, I've always loved my husband, but God has given me such an incredible love for my husband that there's some days that I'll say to him, I love you so much. I feel like my heart is going to burst. And it's true. And it's, and to me, that is totally from God. Um, so for Don on a day-to-day -day basis, he, like, I just marvel at how he handles life and how he works hard at his therapies. And I always joke because patience was not a virtue of my husband's before Isn't he had that interesting. Yeah, yes. I would never have thought he would be a good patient, yes. but I oh. marvel at his oh. attitude whenever I, I see him. Everybody does. For me, I, for me, keeping my eyes focused on the Lord when I get discouraged, I listen to my worship music. I spend time in prayer and scripture. And, you know, Romans 12, 12, where it says, be joyful in hope. So my joy is, is that our life here is short in terms of what we have mm -hmm. to look forward to mm -hmm. in eternity. So my hope is that I know that one day we're going to be with the Lord. Um, be, be patient in affliction. You know, God doesn't promise us that we're going to have a trouble-free life. No, in fact, sure I do believe as believers that if we want to be totally Christ-like, we're going to be expect that we're going to go through well, trials. Well, and Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I'll be with you. I have overcome <laughs> I've world. overcome and I'll be yes. with you. And for that, he has been so, so faithful. Um, you know, I know that we don't have enough time, but I could sit here for another hour and tell you all the amazing things and the way that God has provided for us, has brought people into our lives. And, and, and I just feel every day I have this joy in Me my too. heart and it's not, and it's not because of my circumstances and it's not necessarily because life is always happy, but there's this joy and it's the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just so thankful that I was grounded in my faith before this happened, oh. because when people say to me, Anita, like, how do you cope? I have to tell them <laughs> it's because of the Lord. And that's the only thing that gives me hope. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the last part of Romans 12, 12 is to be faithful in prayer. And, and, and for me, prayer is so vital in my life. What like, does your prayer life look like? Is it uh, sort of a constant conversation with Jesus or is there it, it is. time each day? It, well, so in the morning, you know, usually after I have a time of doing my devotional, I'll get Dawn up and, and, you know, either we pray 
you know, before he gets up and I help him with his shower, we pray after mm -hmm. by his bed and then at night always before. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we pray for our grandkids and our circumstances mm -hmm. and stuff. But my life is a continual conversation mm -hmm. with the Lord. And, I love that. and I feel his presence in such a mighty way. That's just yeah. amazing. Okay, we just have a few seconds left. Is there one more thing? Is there something else you want to say? Well, I would have to say, you know, for the listeners, if if you're living in fear and, and you worry about maybe what the future has to holds for you or whatever, mm -hmm. keep your eyes focused on God because he, he promises that he'll be with us in all circumstances. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you, Anita. My name is Donna Carter with Anita McKellar, and you're listening to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com. 